All right, we'll say good morning, good morning. Mazel tov, we are Mirz Hashem, beginning Parakhof, chapter 20, Mesilas Yisharim. Very exciting. Parakhites was a beautifully long journey. And now we are continuing still in Hasidus, just a, a different perspective or a different, a, different, a, a different aspect of it. So the title of this parak is Bemishkal HaChasidus. So literally translating Mishkal Hasidus means the weighing. Mishkal is the weight, weighing Hasidus. What does it mean to weigh Hasidus? Shalom writes as follows. What we have to now weigh is the following situation. The ability to weigh Hasidus, or to weigh, really what he means is to be able to weigh or to measure what is truly Hasidus, is something that is incredibly important. What we're about to describe over here is probably the most complicated part of Hasidus. How so? Because it's very nuanced. And the Yitzhahara plays an oversized role in this process, namely, Therefore, there's a great danger. Tanakhal is speaking in very, in very ambiguous and broad terms, which we'll define in just a moment. There are many things that the Yitzhahara could prevent me or distance me from doing because he makes them look bad. Conversely, there are many negative things that the Yitzhahara could entice me to do by making them look like a mitzvah. So we'll say, the first thing that Ramchal is pointing out over here is something incredibly profound, which is that sometimes just the simple ability to discern, chapter 20, to discern and to determine, to discern and determine what is good and what is bad is in and of itself a challenge. I will say, if you remember, this harkens back to chapter 3, Perek Gimel. In, in Zihiros, where Ramchal spoke about the idea that in life, one of the most important things to determine from the outset is what is the Tofa Amiti, what is the Raha Amiti? What is the ultimate good? What is the ultimate bad? Because unless I go ahead, unless I go ahead and I determine that in a concrete fashion, so everything is off. So the Ramchal's pointing out that in Hasidus is very much the same thing. In Hasidus, kind of knowing what is pious behavior versus what is negative behavior, sometimes in and of itself is one of the most complicated things. So I'll give examples of this. Well, in order to succeed in this process of knowing, again, what we're just trying to figure out over here is what is truly pious behavior? So in order to be able to know what is truly pious behavior, you need three things. Here we go, three things. Number one, So we'll say number one, you have to have a straight heart. You have to have a straight heart. Now what does it mean to have, Steve, thank you so much. What does it mean to have a straight heart? It will say to have a straight heart means, thank you so much. To have a straight heart means, and this goes back to what we learned in last, in last parak, that my motivation for doing things is for Hashem. That's my motivation. Now, both say, if you remember again, this was a big piece in last, in, in, in Parakutes, we were speaking about Kavana. That whereas the Tzaddik may have Kavana for good things, like Olam Haba. I want to have a beautiful Olam Haba. Nevertheless, even if it's, even if your intention for spiritual service, or even if the motivation for spiritual service is Olam Haba, so ultimately, again, motivation for Olam Haba is still a self-serving motivation. 
The chassid has to have a totally selfless motivation. Why do I engage in Torah? Why do I engage in mitzvot? Because when I do these things, they amplify the greatness of Hashem. That's why I do it. That's why I do it. So Ramchal says, in order to be able to know what is truly pious versus what is potentially negative, the first thing is a straight heart. A straight heart, meaning my intention is ultimately, again, for the service of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And I have no other motives. That's number one. Number two. So we'll say this is number two. Number two is a hard word. So number one, Kavana has to be L'Shem Shamayim. What I do, what I do, I do for the sake of the Ribbon Shalom. Number two, I have to be a thoughtful person who thinks about his actions. Right? I would say, hard, hard stuff, right? To be a thoughtful person. I just want to point out, by the way, none of this is new, right? This is all, this is all things we've learned before, right? This is really, a lot of this is back to Zahiros. I have to be a thoughtful person who thinks about what he does both before I do it, while I'm doing it, and after I do it, a willingness to examine the way that I've lived. Incredible. And number three, and ultimately, again, try to fix my ways. In other words, it's important to think about what I'm doing before I do it. But then also after I do it, it's important to be self-aware enough to know, do I need to engage in any type of course-correcting activity? Number three, we'll say this is beautiful. Number three is to be the kind of person who after he puts in the requisite effort, is willing to literally again cast his burden on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Shazi Amr Ashrei Adam Oz Lo Bach. That's what David Amal said about such a person. Praiseworthy is this person who has strength within him. Lo Yimna Tov Laholchim Betamim. So we'll say this step number three is very interesting. Step number three is a recognition that what does it mean to cast your burden on Hashem? It means a fundamental recognition that I can't accomplish anything without the assistance of the Ribono Shalom. Shabbos say three steps. Three, actually, let's just finish with this last one. He says, I'm not, so I'm sorry, so let's stop here. So three steps, we're not stopping here, but pausing here. Three steps in order to be able to understand what is true chasidus. Step number one, says Ramchal, a straight heart. Straight heart meaning that my kavana is l'shem shemayim. Back to what we learned in Parakutes. What I do, I do for the sake of Hashem. Step number two is a thoughtful person who examines his actions, both, both before he does them, while I'm doing them, and again, an analysis after I do them as well. And number three, which is to be the kind of person who recognizes that although I have to expend maximum effort, at a certain point, I have to say, Ribbono Shalom, you've got this. You've got this. I literally, again, I place my burden on Hashem, which will say, which essentially is saying is to be the kind of person who recognizes that there is nothing in life that I could complete on my own, right? Nothing in life that I could bring to the finish line on my own. I need HaKadosh Baruch Hu's help every single step of the way. If I have these three qualities, these three ingredients, then I have what it takes to cultivate within myself an inner chasidus. Amdam. If I'm missing one of these three things, I will not come to a state of completion. And I will say, not only that, but if I'm missing these three things, chances are I'm going to stumble and fall in some way. 
So again, if I'm missing any one of these three things, namely, I don't have the right kavanas. When I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I don't have the right intentionality. Or at the end of the day, I don't, I'm not the kind of person who thinks about what he does before, during, or after he does it. Or number three, I don't have emunah. And I will say, what does that mean to have emunah? In other words, I, 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 don't, I don't cast my burden on HaKadosh Baruch Hu. If I'm missing any of these things, I'm going to stumble. I'm going to stumble in life. I don't know. It's just without these, these, these are the. I don't know as well. Say essentially what the Rambam is saying is, these are the three pillars that give a person a sense of chasidus. Why? Because or help me cultivate a sense of chasidus because they steady me in life. So the absence, therefore, of any one of these pillars, by definition, puts me on unsure footing in the journey of life. Ah. But I will say, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, if I have all three of these things, right, I try to cultivate, and he, now he calls them a different timimo samachshava. So I will say it's just a different term, a little bit more of, of a succinct way to remember these things. Timimo samachshava, purity of thought. Now, purity of thought, or, or, or yeah, we'll call it purity of thought, in this context means my kavana is for the sake of Hashem. What I do, what I do, I ultimately, again, do for the sake of the Ribbana Shalom. Iyun, what does Iyun mean in this context? Iyun, I think about what I'm going to do before I do it, while I'm doing it, and after I do it. Ubitachon. Bitachon means that I recognize that as much effort as I put into anything in life, at a certain point, I have to hand it over to God. If I have these three things, we'll say, by the way, what, just, what a great message. Well, what three power, three powerful pillars to stand on in life? At the end of the day, when you do things in life, don't do it for self-serving motivations. Do it for the sake of the ribbono shalolam. Number two, think about what I'm going to do before I do it, while I do it, and after I do it. And number three, have bitachon. Recognize that you can't bring anything to the finish line yourself. At a certain point in time, it must be handed over to the ribbono shalolam. These three things are the three pillars to steady one in life and also happen to be the same three pillars to cultivate the sense of chasidus. If I have these three things, as yelech betach be'emes, v'lo yu'una lo korah, very beautiful, then I will still be able to go through life with a sense of security and nothing bad will happen. Now, what does it mean nothing bad will happen? What it means, I will say, is I'm prepared. I'm prepared to lead a successful life. Hu shamra chana Ragle Chasidov Yishmar. This is what Chana said in the Navi Shmuel. Literally, again, the feet of the Chasid are guarded by Hashem, which means the Chasid, who is a person, again, who's incul- who has inculcated within himself these three pillars, as well as everything we learned in Parikites so far, is a person ultimately who has Shmira, who has protection by a Kodesh Baruch Hu. The David Kimokin Amar. Never forsake his chasidim. He always goes ahead and watches over him. So we'll, say, we'll stop over here for today. So here again in Parak Chavt, Ramchal has introduced us to these three fundamental pillars necessary for the cultivation of the identity of a chasid. Tomorrow, Emir Hashem, we'll get into the challenges of becoming a chasid. Why becoming a chasid? Sometimes the difficulty in understanding what is chasidus, what's not chasidus, what is good, what's not good, 
Emir Sashem to be continued tomorrow. But again, the intro is so important. With these three pillars, Tzadam essentially says, there's nothing you can't accomplish. I will say, Shkai, we'll stop here.